you know, I have 15,000 photographs of my kids on my phone. And I, you know, every single one of them is precious to me. Imagine if you had zero. You know, my dad has passed away and I have photos of him that I just cherish of those times. And it's in under-resourced communities, that's not something that they have um, funding for. So it's not only really amazing. This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today we are talking with Kelly Anderson-Smart. Kelly is doing one of the most interesting, one of the most generous, and, and really heartwarming things with photography that I've ever seen cross my desk. Uh, Kelly is, is taking photography and its humanitarian side to all sorts of new levels. And so, Kelly, welcome. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. So thank you. Oh, this is going to be a guess. Kelly, you have started something called Print the Love, and I stumbled upon it accidentally. You and I were on an arts review panel together a while back, and I saw this and I was just blown away. You basically are traveling the world giving away photographs. And that is a really simple way to explain it, but it's much deeper and much more complex than that. So t tell me just a little bit about the mission, about an, an overview. What is Print the Love? Yeah, for sure. So Print the Love is a nonprofit organization. We're based out of Minnesota, but we travel all over the world to give away photos to people that literally have never had a photo of themselves or their family or their kids. Or maybe if they have a photo, it's just one or it's from a really long time ago. Um, we really focus on schools. Mostly kids don't get school pictures like they do here in the U.S. We also go to hospitals. We visit children's wards, which is amazing. We go to the maternity wards where they would never have a picture of their brand new baby. Um, but we also go to hospice care as well. Someone who is um, at the end of their life and really wanting a picture for their family to remember them. And then we focus on markets, slums, ghettos, places where there is just there's no funding, um, no resources to get a photo and that's what we do. And we travel it, to all these places. Yeah. It, it, it is important to, to notice that you go to marginalized or challenged communities. You're, you're not strolling the left bank of Paris here, you know, handing out pictures. No. You say on the website over and over that this is a really profound experience, both for th the photographer and the recipient. Why? What, what is it about these little Polaroids that you're handing out is so special? Yeah. So, I think it's it's just it's flipping it on its head. I have traveled quite a bit across the world and pictures are taken all the time of people and they don't get the benefit of it. And they take they feel marginalized. They feel taken advantage of. Imagine if someone came to your house or in your neighborhood and started taking picture of you and your kids, you'd be creeped out. You'd be like, "What?" And as soon as we flip it around and say hey, we're giving you a photo. This is just for you. We don't keep any copies. We use Fuji wide 300 uh, cameras. They don't keep any copies. And that's actually a very um, important value of our organization to say, this is for you. This isn't for us. And when you flip that script and say, you're giving this to me and the power of image, as I imagine most photographers that would be listening to this is incredible. But imagine if you've never had that 
And just the fact that it says that you matter, you were here on earth, that your presence is here. You know, I have 15,000 photographs of my kids on my phone and I, you know, every single one of them is precious to me. Imagine if you had zero or a family member, you know, my dad has passed away and I have photos of him that I just cherish of those times. And it's in under-resourced communities, that's not something that they have um, funding for. So it's not only really amazing, it's pure magic to be able to give that to someone, um, to honor them and celebrate them wherever they are in life. And really just a gift. There's nothing, we don't ask for anything in exchange. This is just 100% a gift. And when we say that in some of these communities, I mean, the babies come out, the grandmas come out, everyone grabs their (laughs) families and children's. And it's just really magical to be able to connect with people on that level. Sometimes we do have to put the cameras away because it just becomes too chaotic. But overall, it's such a positive experience. And that's always positive too. But it's just sad that we have to be like, there's just too many lines, too many people. And we only can bring so many pieces of film in our backpacks um, because we are going to these sometimes pretty remote places and only able to carry so much with us. I wish I could bring so much or a printer or something that gives this this huge big photo. But um, the if you're familiar with the Fuji Wide 300s, they're actually a really nice photo. They're pretty big. And we do also, when I first started, we didn't give any kind of frame or protection on them. And I quickly learned, you know, handing a photo to a little three-year-old, being like, oh no, and they start crushing it and fingerprints and things. And, and my hope that this would last 50 years and they can remember when they were a child quickly helped us to turn and pivot and say, how can we put some protection on this? I wish I could give everyone a frame and that they could... Um, put up in their home or something like that. But that's also not realistic in terms of carrying in our backpacks. So we reached out to a company called Ultra Pro and they do covers for baseball cards and things. They do a lot of things. But um, we said, hey, this is what we're doing. We're looking for something that's UV protectant, dust protectant, you know, something that's pretty thick and can withstand a, a long time. And they said, yes, for sure, we want to support this. So um, that's what we do now. We have these covers that we put on them and is also awesome as well. And people really appreciate their That, companies. that so, is yeah. so cool. And, and so many things in there that now I, I want to slow down and, and unpack a little bit. You, you say on the website that your values are generosity, inclusiveness, uh, empathy, and compassion. Uh, you also say in a different space uh, on your website, and, and by the way, for those of you that are listening, it's printthelove.org. You need to go there. You need to look at these pictures. You need to check out the, the, the values and the mission of this organization. It, it is well worth every kind of support you can possibly give. But you do say later on, you know, that your, your part of your mission is to celebrate the people that you're taking pictures of, also to celebrate ourselves and to se- celebrate the environment or the natural world. Why not keep a copy for yourself? Why, you know, what, what, what is it from, you know, an aesthetic or a philosophical or a moral point of view? You know, I'm thinking, you know, there, there's all sorts of gallery exhibitions here. There's all sorts of magazine publications here. And yet you're giving the work 100% away. Why? Yeah. 
I think it is because of that. And I, and I think it is just having discussions with people in these communities. Like I mentioned, they know all about Facebook. Many of them have Facebook. They all know about um, selling art books and, fan, and you know, big galleries and are saying, you know, why aren't we getting part of this money? Um, they're not naive to that world and really feel taken advantage of. And I didn't, I didn't want to be a part of that. And I wanted to to really be about them. And if that's about them, now, obviously you go to our website, you're going to see photos, some marketing materials to kind of show our donors and yourself what we do. But many, many times we'll go into schools or hospitals and 100% video and our phones are turned off or any kind of extra. But it is, I mean, I got to be honest, it's really hard. Some of these photos are incredible of like these babies and their moms and just like we're in the mountains, these gorgeous places taking basically school pictures and they're just gorgeous. And I'm handing them away and be like, oh, I'm never going to see that one again. It's so gorgeous. Enjoy. Um, I wish I could snap a picture of it. But but a lot of times if we say, hey, can we take a picture of you with your photo? Um, they'll say yes, but some people say no. And we, we're all about that. Um, much more of the institutions, like I said, hospitals or schools have more rules about that, especially us coming in as outsiders and saying, you know, we're, we can give this away and we won't take any pictures with us. And I say, great, that sounds awesome. So that's kind of where that value is in just celebrating and really honoring them that this is a gift and we want nothing back for it. And, you know, why would you come all the way across the world to do this? It's really from a place of random acts of kindness and really from the belief of the kind of the flap of the butterfly wing analogy that everyone knows that one small act can ripple. And that's really what we're about. There's lots of other organizations that do great humanitarian work as well. And there's many other ways to serve people. And this was something that I found that kind of missing from the humanitarian space and I felt was super, super valuable and um, not to diminish anyone else, but in conjunction to have this random act of kindness through the power of image really spoke a chord to me and to the people that were receiving the, the well, that, that's, that's a great segue in, into you know, one of my next questions. Tell me how this idea came to be. Tell me about the, you know, the genesis of Print the Love. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So I I had been traveling quite a bit, like I'd mentioned. I'd done some logistics planning for some teams overseas. So I was pretty used to planning all kinds of trips and things for people. And during some of their meetings or things, I would have some free time. So I would go into the street and, and take pictures like many other tourists. Uh, many of the little kids wanted it. And this is before I brought my phone. This was more digital camera age. And little kids wanted to look at the back of my camera. And I remember one specific time in Rwanda, I was um, taking some pictures of some, I think they were, you know, nine or 10 years old and wanted to see the back of the camera. And I flipped it over. And of course, they're giggling. Oh, my gosh, look at you. Look at you. So much fun. And I'm thinking back, oh, I remember the photos of me and my best friends in third grade and fourth grade. And, you know, those are just such fun times and pictures of my best friend. And, you know, I say, you know, do you guys have pictures? And of course they say, no, we don't have any kind of picture. And I'm like, ah, I wish I could print this out for you, you know? And, and I've worked in nonprofits for quite a bit um, up to into that point. And I'm like, well, I'm going to come back because I have this um, contract to, I'm going to come back to Rwanda. And so I'm going to, when I go home, I'm just going to look up, I mean, surely some other nonprofit is like giving away 
pictures or in this, you know, like providing this, or maybe I could borrow a Polaroid camera. Don't they still make those things? I don't, I think they went bankrupt. I'm not quite sure, you know, kind of this thing was like, so I got home and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to follow up on that. Googled this kind of work, giving away photos to people that don't have any, and I could find nothing. So I'm like, okay, well, I can buy a camera. So I started crowdfunding right then for my next trip and purchased a camera and a thousand pieces of film and went back to Rwanda and started giving back photos. And that's where the magic happened. And just the response, the tears, the appreciation just spoke volumes to me. And in conjunction, I do have to add, you know, not just in this space was all about nonprofits and traveling and, and, and seeing a need. In my personal life at the time, I was going through a horrible divorce and a lot of abuse happening in the home, a lot of, um, there was infidelity and the abuse was, was mostly verbal and was saying, you're not enough. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You, you know, this idea of giving away photos is stupid. This, you know, so really diminishing me as a woman, as a mom, as a humanitarian, and really, really was a difficult time. And through that, I developed PTSD and panic attacks 15 times a day. We don't have to go too much into that, but just to give you some context, it's important to anyone who has been through something like that. It's all encompassing and affects every part of your being of even just being able to sleep or eat or function and be there for the people that you love. And so this was almost an innate kind of response to that saying like, this is not the world I want to live in. I don't want to live in a world where I come home and and told how horrible I am. I want to live in a world that lifts people, celebrates people, no matter where they are. You know, even if you aren't the smartest in the room or the prettiest in the room, I don't care. You're important because you're here. And whatever you have to bring to the world is important and everyone should hear it. And kind of when you're in that pure chaos of life. Um, Obviously, I have some good, (laughs) I've been uh, separated from it for a little bit now. So it's good to have a little 2020 here. But, um, but when you're in that chaos, you kind of almost go to the simplest things. And so I saw a need and I'm like, you know what, I can't do much right now. I feel really overwhelmed. But when I travel, I don't have any panic attacks. I feel safe, probably because I'm separated from the situation. And I can give a photo. I can do one thing, right? There's so many problems in the world and there's it's almost overwhelming that it kind of makes you want to do nothing. And that's not the right response, but I'd, I know what that feels like for sure. It's like, oh, there's just, you know, what can I do? So I'm just going to kind of shell up. But I'm like, okay, I can give a photo to one person. And if I give it to one, I can give it to a thousand. And it's bringing joy and it's it's counteracting what I was feeling at home and kind of through giving that 
picture, it almost started to build myself up as well by telling other people, you were awesome. You were amazing. This is incredible. Um, I love your family. They're beautiful. You know, really encouraging others helped me to see that for myself. So also in my own self-care, and that's kind of where those values have come from when you mentioned um, we celebrate others and we celebrate ourselves which anyone who's been in an abusive situation knows is really hard. It's it's hard to say, yeah, I am enough and I am okay. So those in conjunction really was kind of where Print the Love was born out of. And like I said, I've worked in nonprofits a long time, and I feel like if I had maybe started Print the Love prior to that, maybe five years or it just wouldn't have been the same. I probably would have overcomplicated it. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a workaholic and trying to do all these things. And and when I was simplifying saying, you know, because some people are like, you're just giving away photos. And I'm like, wait till you experience it. And yeah, that's how important it is. And that's how profound it is. We're just giving away photos. The, the beauty is almost in the simplicity of it. And, and we haven't really moved from that kind of original mission in any way. We've done a little bit more, and I can talk about that later, um, moving towards some curriculum in schools, but really focused on that mission, you matter, Mm -hmm. and here's a visual representation for you to remember who you are, your family, and, and celebrate you. Let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might want to have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation. That, that is fantastic. Yeah. Th- th- there's something really healing about generosity. Uh, I mean, th- th- there's no doubt about it. You know, d- to be able to do good in the world really does um, heal, for, for lack of a better term. I was also thinking, you know, as you're telling your story and as look at the website, you know, I can't tell you the hours that I have spent accidentally when I've opened a drawer looking for something else and there's, you know, 200 pictures from 20 yeah. years ago. And yes. you sit there and you go through it. It's, it's not so much the images. I mean, the, the, you know, they're, they're family snapshots, but everyone provokes a story. Everyone, oh, I remember this trip. I remember that baseball field. I remember whatever. It, it, it's a kind of permanence to, or, or documentation of the permanence uh, that we um, t- temporarily have on Earth. So w- when you when you are taking these pictures, tell me the story of taking some the specific story of taking some pictures. Are these all candids? Are they street shots where they're not aware? Are these stand there? Let me do a portrait. Uh, how are you approaching that yeah. element here? Yeah, good question. So as you might have heard, I'm not a photographer. <laughs> I'm definitely much more on the humanitarian. I do have photographers in my family, so I do know a little bit. But in terms of setting these up, we never take candid. They're always with permission. And really, they get to design what they want. So a lot of times we'll kind of walk down the street and um, almost kind of knock on doors and say, hey, would you like a a picture? And they're like, oh, yes, yes. Can I brush my hair? Can I change my shirt? Of course, of course. We'll just wait here. So really, they're setting up who they want, what they want in the picture, um, 
So, but they're usually always outdoors um, as much as we possibly can because outdoors is great light for sure. And if it, it doesn't turn out perfect, we will give them another one. But it is really hard to kind of stick to the one, especially with kids. They want many, many, many. <laughs> so, but yes, we we're always allowing them to create the portrait that they would like um, and who they want in it. And maybe they want it in front of their house or they want it in front of, we did go to an orphanage once and um, this was in Nepal. And we asked each, each orphan there, uh, this orphanage I think had about a hundred. And we said each person gets their own photograph, which they had never had before. And, you know, I said, you get to pick, do you want a soccer ball or, you know, football, or do you want it next to your bunk or, you know, whatever you would like. And most of them, there were some that wanted it with, with um, something in their room that was more of their kind of few possessions but they most of them wanted it by the flowers and I just love that like these little kids just wanted to be next to flowers and thought that that was so beautiful so yeah it's it's really dictated by the people um sometimes the teachers say you know if they're in their classroom what where the kids should stand and and the kind of you know fix them up and in terms of putting their coats and things on how they would like but um for the most part it's it's up to the kids and, and the adults is, is is there a particular picture or two that sticks in your mind oh my gosh so we've given over 10,000 photos away. And <laughs> so I, I mean, I would like to say I remember every single one. And I, I would if I saw it, but yep, yep. man, we, we've given away. I think one of the most the profound ones right in the beginning that was like, I need to keep doing this work was in Rwanda, that, that first trip um, that was in 2014. And a gentleman had come up to our group. And I was away from our translator at the time. And um, so we didn't speak. He was obviously a homeless man. And he was he waited patiently in line. And, and when he got to me for his turn, he, he was just so excited to show me something in his pocket. And he took it out. And he had two other photos of him. And he was an older gentleman and you could obviously tell it was him. He had pretty distinct um, features. I think it was a, a younger, maybe almost like an army picture when he was maybe in his 20s and then another one. And that was all of his possessions. And he was so excited to show that this picture was going to go in this collection. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, this man has three pictures and he has no possessions, yet he keeps these in his pocket. And so I'm like, this is really important. So I will always remember that one. Just the babies, you know, there's also, I remember up in the hills in, in Nepal, some are very shocked by the instant photo. I mean, one woman was quite kind of terrified of the, like, oh my goodness, it's magic kind of thing. And so she was a little freaked out at first and she didn't take the first photo. She said she didn't want it, even though at first she said, sure. But then she, she came back and she's like, yes, I, I do really want this. And um, I see, see what it is kind of, um, but she's like, look, it's me really shrunk down, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I mean, we have given away so many in so many different contexts in different continents and places that there's just, I couldn't really pick one 
Yeah, they're just always so precious. Um, we do put a sticker on the back um, that says print the love. So I always kind of think about all the little photos folded, floating out there and that maybe when I'm old and someone will say, oh, I got this when I was in a village in Cambodia, you came. Um, but we also put the date on those stickers so that it has a date on it. So that's have have you had the experience yet where some you've gone back to a town and somebody's still got one of your pictures hanging up? No, I mean, within the same trip you know if it's like a week later we'll travel back through and the people will be like oh i remember and they will you'll bring us into their little homes and say look where i put it or something like that i definitely experienced that but we have so far print the love as an organization have never gone back to the same place now we're open to that but every time we go somewhere it's somewhere new let, let's talk about let's yeah. talk about the trips because this, this isn't just you and a couple friends going around the world doing no, this. No. You, you've you are sponsoring globe trotting trips specifically for this purpose. I'm looking on the website now, and we'll talk about how you know COVID influences this as well. But you've got El Salvador, Nicaragua, Madagascar, Solomon Islands, all coming up on your future plans. So talk to talk to me about joining Print the Love and and going with you to do this work. Yeah, for sure. So the trips are obviously my favorite, favorite. And I don't usually give away a lot of photographs because I am leading the groups. So I give away very few. So I do miss that, but I do sneak in a few. But we have a lot of volunteers that travel with us. We we bring small teams. So just as another value, I don't want to... Um, a big group coming into a school or a hospital kind of disrupting their life. So we do keep small groups. If we have larger people coming, then we just have more leaders and go to different places. But yeah, anyone can join. And our trips page is so little, which breaks my heart because of COVID. And we, we are kind of just putting our toe in the water. We leave for El Salvador in about two weeks, um, myself and a team. And we're just really going to see how this is how this is working with masks and our responses. A lot of schools are still closed. Hospitals aren't letting anybody in, you know, so how, how are we kind of pivoting in this unique time is definitely um, something we're talking about. And we would love to offer way more trips than are what on the trip on the trip page. So definitely keep your eye out or join our newsletter to, to keep um, informed in terms of what's coming up. Because if it was normal times, you know, there would be three or four times, Times the amount of trips on there. It is a unique experience. There's no other group that offers this kind of trip. We work, you know, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. giving away photos. It's exhausting, but incredible work. I've had people from all over the U.S. join us. And um, you can always, if someone's interested in coming on a trip, talk to any of them about your experience. A couple things, you don't have to be a photographer, but of course, there's a lot of photographers that come with us that find that this is a really special way to give back their gift. Um, we say kind of the only rule is that you just need to be kind. And I haven't found one person yet who wants to come on a trip that isn't an incredible human being. So I'm not too worried about that, but you do need to be a kind person. And it's also not really for kind of the type A, 
this is work in developing countries. So you got to pivot, you know, we're not going to go to this exact place at 9am and, and breakfast is at this. And, you know, it's, I don't know what's going to happen today. I don't know who we're going to meet. We've, we've set up some really great meetings with schools and hospitals and we could show up and they're closed or, you know, and we say, okay, well, we're going to go down to this market or we're going to go to this village and talk to these people. And it always works out a thousand times better than I imagine, but it's always different. So you really have to be prepared for the adventure of it. And we do travel all over each and every country. So we pretty much avoid tourist areas. So if you're looking for a tourist experience, you know, we don't have a big bus or anything. We travel in local transportation, taxis. We talk to the local people. That being said, we always do visit at least one kind of known place. So like when we went to Cambodia, we went to Angkor Wat, which is, you know, an incredible place. You can't go to Cambodia without visiting that. Or Zimbabwe, we went to Victoria Falls, you know, one of the seven wonders of the world. We're not going to travel halfway across the world and not visit there. So we do do make part of that. And that's kind of that um, celebrating the um, natural environment that we go to. But if you can't come on a trip, which a lot of people say, oh, I want to come, but I can't. And you're traveling with another group. That's where you'll see on our blog. And that's probably what you looked at um, is there's other people, you know, they're going to build homes or they're going on a mission trip with their church or, you know, some other way. And they want to borrow a camera. Mm-hmm. And I was this, getting there. <laughs> yeah. Do this on their own. A lot of people who say, oh, I can't make it on a print the love trip right now, but I have this other thing coming up. I'm going on a yoga retreat. I mean, again, like you said, we're, you can't be going to Paris. It has to be a developing country, giving it away to people who would likely not have any kind of photos of their own. So yeah, to be clear, you, you, you can apply to get a camera from you. Um, I I can fill out an application, say I'm going to, you know, this developing spot and you're going to send me a camera to do this project. hundred percent. Yep. And it's free free for you. Um, So it's really basically what I was looking for when I started this journey. You know, when I said, Mm -hmm. oh, someone's got a camera, right? So we have cameras for you. We give you the film and we hope that you give all the film away and then just send the camera back to us so that we can give it to someone else. And we've shipped all over the U.S. If you live outside the U.S., we have actually helped people outside the U.S., but that's a little bit more complicated. So let me know if that's something you want to do if you're based already in South Africa and you want to do something. Kelly, what, what are you going to say to the person who says, I want to come on your trip, I, you know, I want to do this project, but I'm going to have a DSLR hanging on my hip the entire time for my pictures? Yes, good question. So we do have a photo dignity policy, which I won't read off to you at the moment, but we could definitely talk about what that means in terms of honoring the people, but also going on an incredible journey, you know, to Africa and it's your only time there. How do you balance these two things? And we have a good discussion of how to honor people, asking them their permission, understanding what you're going to do with it. If it's just for personal use or for professional use, you know, we talk about all those things and we have had, like I've said, professional photographers come on our trip and we just talk about how can we best um, combine these two things to honor the people that we're serving there. And we, you know, the people that we're not, we also go lots of other places too, you know, while we're traveling, the landscape, the animals, the, you know, just, there's incredible things to also take photos of 
not just vulnerable people and children. Yeah, we, we can have a good discussion about that. T- t- tell me one or two more, you know, favorite places, favorite shoot shots, you know, just the, the, the kind of story you'd tell over a dinner party and you say, oh, I remember one Tuesday night when, tell me a story. <laughs> Yeah. Gosh, there's just, there's so many. I I think kind of heartwarming, like times that I was just like, I can't believe I get to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, one time we were personally invited. They heard that we were in town. And really when we travel, we travel quick. This is not hanging around at the beach. You know, we are traveling from town to town to town. And they heard we were in town for a day or two and it was a blind school. And so they said, can you please come and take pictures? The The students at the blind school want you to come. And I was kind of like, wow, okay, sounds good. So we came and I'm thinking, but they can't see it, right? And when we got there, I said, you know, why would why did you want us to come? And they said, well, they were... I'm guessing, you know, a kind of nine to 15 year old. It was a boarding school. They go there during the week and then they go home to their families on the weekend. And they said, a couple of them said, we just really want to give something to our family. We want to give them something back that they can have. And so just their generosity was like, I can't believe I get to do this, that I get to take pictures of these beautiful children who are blind, who can't see this picture themselves, but that it is tactical, tangible, something they can hold in their hand that they can give to their family to say, hey, this is me. Don't forget me. You know, so just those kinds of really unique experiences don't happen anywhere else. So that was that was definitely one of my favorite schools that we go to. We we also, I mean, <laughs> schools are so fun. You know, we get to hang out at recesses and we get to <laughs> um, go into classrooms. We also always bring kindness notes from students here in the U.S. Oh, with us. wonderful. Cool. So yeah, kids here and anyone can fill those out. We just send you a form that you can print off and your kids can fill it in and just make sure it gets to us before we go to the airport. And I bring them and the kids, they love their picture, but they always love their kindness notes. Those are just incredible. But there is, there's sometimes a little bit of a power dynamic when we will go to a school and the principal says, no, no, can't, because I don't have permission from the parents, right? And I totally, totally get that. And so we're like, okay, no problem. It doesn't happen super often, but there are places that'll say, no, we, we, you know, we can't do this. And I remember one school in Bolivia, actually, and we were walking out and there was probably four or five teachers that were hanging around that morning listening to our conversation with the principal. And they said, we don't care. Come. We, we <laughs> Our students, we really want these photos. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, are we? should we not listen to the principal? I'm like, we're never going to be back here. I, I feel I would bad. I say, go like, for it. You got to go for it. <laughs> yeah. But these the teachers, all of them were like, come, come to my room. Quick, quick, quick. You know, so then they come into our room and we took pictures of each single, you know, one. And then they're like, okay, go next door to Mrs. You know, so-and-so. And they were kind of like little sneaking around, giving these photos away because they they're, was so happy that their students would love, love, love these. So um, you feel a little bit like a spy. 
five, maybe, or a little bit like, <laughs> you know, who knew that that was kind of living on the edge, was giving away photos to people. But um, that was very fun. They recognized for their students what they would love and want. And the the bigger picture of this, right, the lasting effects of this. And, and also to note that if they do have any kind of funding if a family has saved up and, and is able to get a photo of their child, that that first photo in most all cultures that we've been to, I'm sure this isn't always across the board, but you get your first photo at age 15. So there's so much that happens before that and all the changes. It is interesting when you do go to a school, you know, sometimes the school have 3,000 kids and we'll, we'll show up and be like, oh man, we only brought a thousand pieces of film today. So we, we can only give a thousand. Can you tell which classes? And I'd always start with the kindergartners if it was me, cause they're, you know, they're never going to look like that again, but they always start with the oldest kids. So there is something very honorable about the older kids and those communities. So they always start with, you know, the ninth graders or seventh graders and kind of move down from there. So yeah, it's 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 just fun to learn all the different ways in which people are honored and celebrated and and just work in the world, right? Yep. Okay, Kelly, th- th- this is essential, heartwarming, and, and I think important work. I'm absolutely enthralled with this idea of, of giving the photos away and 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 just celebrating the lives of the people that you're coming across. This, this is, you know, everybody listening, this is an organization you can support. It is a nonprofit. Your donations, if you're in the U.S., are tax deductible. Um, go to printthelove.org. And folks, if you're traveling anywhere, send them an application, borrow a camera, you know, join the, this really remarkable way of thinking about ourselves as photographers and what photography can do on the planet. Kelly, this has been fantastic. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for lifting this organization up and and the story. And yeah, I hope people come on a trip or get a camera and get to experience it for themselves. I remember even um, just a quick little story before we end Mm -hmm. here. My husband, my new husband now, not the one that was in the previous situation, (laughs) uh, my new husband, I had met him when I was already doing this. And he's like, oh, that sounds nice. You know, that's that's nice. Sounds like a really kind, heartwarming thing, like you mentioned. And then he was able to come on a trip with us. And he's like, this is so much more than I could have ever imagined. And he's a photographer himself. And just, he's like, I can't believe it. We walk into a hospital room and it transforms the whole place. And I'm like, I know it just really does have this magic. So if if you do get to experience it on your own, I, I it's it's way better than you can imagine. So cool. Well, everybody, let's let's go on a trip. Thanks again, Kelly. Frames, because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com. <laughs>